Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. All right, welcome back. So, you know, another thing I wanted to get to before we get into these athlete diaries was, you know, the Mountain West came out and spoke yesterday and uh, they essentially said, like, we're happy where we are. We're happy with the teams here. Um, So I don't foresee any big change in changes coming in the next year or two and you know I kind of chuckled when I first read that statement because you can't convince me a team wouldn't move to be better off financially and be a part of something much larger than it already is you can't convince me that you're not at least going to tickle that idea like if you're a team I get the conference comes out and says this because that's what you kind of have to say but you cannot you gotta let's let's be real here right like let's be frank if I had the option to go to the Big Ten or the ACC from, um, like, I'm Boise State. I've mm-hmm. been a really good football team for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've always been competitive. If I got asked to go to the ACC because Washington State and Oregon State were there too, and, you know, they expanded more, or, you know, Boise State got asked to go to the Big Ten, whatever it is, you're saying yes. You're yeah. You're saying yes to that because at that time you'll probably be in divisions mm-hmm. because it'll be so big by a, a year or two from now. You can expect that with all this realignment talk and all these schools being added, that you're probably going to be in pod form. So you can't tell me mm-hmm. that a team wouldn't take on a better financial responsibility in order to be in a better financial stake. Well, and, and it's not just the teams, right? You're also looking at okay, if the Mountain West thought they had a realistic shot of landing Stanford and Cal, you're telling me they wouldn't do that? And they probably don't, right? Mm-hmm. They probably are going to the ACC or I'm guessing not the Big 12, but who knows? If they have an opportunity to go to one of those conferences, they will. But, you know, the ACC met on those two teams yesterday and they didn't get to the point where they actually were going to take a vote on it. So it's a little up in the air still whether or not the ACC finally makes a move on Stanford or Cal or not. And so maybe you can't tell me that if, if Stanford and Cal come knocking on the mountain West conference door, that they're not opening that thing expeditiously, right? Right. They're opening that thing in a hurry. Kind of going off that kind of got me thinking because we've, you know, and Brunt said, you know, we we've assumed this whole time that the PAC 12 is just going to cease to exist, which is the most likely scenario. Right. But is it, at all possible that they kind of try to do what the Big 12 did a few years ago and start bringing in some of those. Like mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. bring in a Boise State, maybe a San Diego State, uh, maybe a Colorado State, some right. of these teams that, yes, they are a next level down in terms of programs, but they probably have larger ambitions for their athletic departments. I know Boise State does for sure. I- I'm, cu- I'm just curious if that's 
at all an option or if because of where they're at in the TV negotiation process where it expires after this year, that they just don't have a chance to do that. I, I don't want to misspeak here. I do believe the Pac-12 will cease to exist after this year, but I, I don't know that it's uh, like a 100% foregone conclusion. I mean, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. like, I, yeah. I think there are... I, like you'd have to be crazy if you're the big if you're the Pac-12 conference not to be trying right now, right? Like it's like they're just gonna throw their hands up and be like, "Well, I guess we're dead." Yeah, yeah. You don't wave the surrender flag. Not yet. No. Not until you have to. Especially when you still have teams there. Right. Until the other four teams find a home and say, "We are out." But you also have to you also have to tell these teams like, "Hey, we're doing everything we can Absolutely. to rebuild this thing. So Absolutely. don't leave yet." Yeah. Like if and and you know what? If you want to give me a, a timeline, if you want if you want to give me a hard out of hey, if by you know, December fifteenth yeah. of this year, we don't have a, a good, you know, we don't have a good plan on what's about to happen, sure. or we don't have teams saying yes Committed. to us. Yeah. Then okay, you, I would pursue other opportunities. Well, even you know, even having, you could put some incentives in there for the four teams that stay. Say, hey, you get a larger share of this mm-hmm. next TV deal mm-hmm. to kind of make up some of the gap. Because listen, if you're going after. Uh, you know, group of five college football teams, then they'll probably be willing to take a little less because it's more than they're getting now, right? That way you can close the gap for Stanford and Cal and Oregon State and Washington State on a Big 12 type money or an ACC type money. You're not getting close to Big 10 or SEC money, but if you can say, hey, we're going to give you 50% more than we give everybody else for this first TV contract to try and stay afloat, like, I I don't think it's totally out of the question that they try and retool just i keep thinking back to when texas they'll try to retool yeah i keep thinking back to when texas and oklahoma i just don't see it being a foregone conclusion either of like they get it done the the most likely scenario is absolutely that they still dissolve and no Mm -hmm. longer exist but i i felt the exact same way about the big 12 not that long ago and the Big 12 has found a way to survive. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when you're talking about this level of money, it helps so that, you know, they are in the center of the country. Sure. Majority of the time. Options. Basketball is a prestigious conference yes. for them. Uh, so they, I think. They had some advantages that the yeah, Pac-12 did. They were a lot sure. stronger than the Pac-12. And their TV deal was long further out than it currently is with the Pac-12. The fact that the Pac-12 let it get to this point is malpractice. <laughs> you know, like Stanford could probably sue whatever is left right. of the Pac-12 for allowing it to even get to this spot. But um, it, it that's just something I've been thinking about the last kind of day or so of, you know, like what would that even look like if they tried to read? Like I put myself in the, the position, if I'm the Pac-12 commissioner, what would I be trying mm-hmm. to do right now? And I'd be trying to land at least a couple of the highest profile group of five schools in San Diego State and Boise State are not terrible ways to go. And now I know this is a burden for student athletes as well. And so I talked to three of them. I mm-hmm. did, Well, obviously, I live with one. I live with a cross-country runner, a sure. former cross-country runner. And then I talked to a baseball player that I went to school with and a softball player because that's kind of the two the two sports that people were most talking about whenever it came yeah. to the travel that would come and, with, and f- with all this stuff. Frankly, they're the highest level of non-revenue right. sports that we see in college. Right. So um, just we'll start with my my fiance, Ashley. You know, the biggest thing for her was having her parents attend everything. Sure. And the longest trip Lindenwood made was a bus trip to Nebraska Kearney. That was okay. an eight-hour drive. Yeah. But if her parents were forced to do a seven, eight-hour flight, for one, they couldn't afford it. 
Sure. Not consistently, right? And two, um, that also requires you to miss work and you probably just feasibly can't do that because you have other things to take care of maybe once back at year. home. Maybe but once when year, they can yeah. drive four hours to go to Lindenwood to watch some cross-country race, they can make that happen in a day. Yeah, you can do that yeah. on a weeknight. Right. Yeah. So like that was a big thing for her and how, how she kind of rested. So that was one point. Then the second point, this is a true story from my buddy that played ball. He said, we once had a trip to Texas. This is when they went to the College World Series for Division II. Mm-hmm. Once had a trip to Texas. Coach packed the bus with every freshman who could come, obviously. But what does that actually do on a bus trip? That means instead of having two seats to put my feet up on, now I have one and I have to sit face forward going to Texas. You know how long of a drive it is to get to Texas from St. Louis? It's at least a 12-hour drive, at least. So that's how it started. And then they got home from the trip at 745 in the morning, 745 on Monday morning. Coach in class 15 minutes later. Coach goes, you have enough time to get to your 8 (laughs) a.m. Sure. True story. Sure. Absolute true story. And so that's when I was talking about how academics and and athletics really needs to come together and say, okay, how do we provide proper lesson plans and, and, and really plan something out for these athletes that do have to make these extended stays and X place across the country or whatever. And then it fell into um, it, it fell into what Adele was saying with softball because she actually wasn't very phased with the move mm-hmm. and it was unique because i was i was curious like okay is this just because you actually believe it's okay or is it your personality and i found out quickly it was her personality mm-hmm. because what she does before any trip this was even if you traveled four hours she would go to her she would go to her uh, uh professors and and have a plan in place prep what needs to be worked on uh have a meeting scheduled for when they come back so that she can meet with the professor and say did i learn this information all um the way i should be learning it and now it's an exhausting process but that's what worked for her sure. and by doing that everything else kind of fell into place for her she never felt like the woes of travel because she was always a good traveler sure. she never felt like Being prepared. out, out yeah. uh, like unprepared like or yeah. out of the loop with anything because she had everything in front of her and so when she initiated that flexibility with her professors you figured out what to do on the front end mm-hmm. her trip was then stress-free and became less taxing on her mental health. Now she did mention the recruit thing, which I actually brought up to to Bruncey about, hey, it, she she said, if I could have gone local and stayed local because it is closer to everything I would mm-hmm. versus if I knew I had to travel all over the place. But it, it just goes to show that all athletes are different. All athletes are completely different. Yeah. And, um, you know, it affects people differently, but they should have been asked. That's how I'm gonna rest this whole thing this week. They should have been asked, or at least somebody should have been on the, like, in contact with the board to be a a speaker for these kids sure yeah representative absolutely all right i'm off my soapbox (laughs) let's take a short break when we come back we'll do the sports six pack a lot of your fun questions awaiting stick around for that cam will be our reader and we'll do that next heard at sports radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m on Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. <laughs> 